Unfortunately, we've seen an increase of fatal overdose deaths due to opioids um, in the last year. Just in 2020 in Arizona, we lost more than five Arizonans a day due to opioids. Welcome everyone to episode seven of the Arizona Pulse podcast, a podcast in support of the online digital magazine, The Arizona Pulse, produced by the Arizona Medical Association. My name is Damian Johnson and I'll be your host. In episode seven, I sit down and talk with Hazel Alvarenga with the Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System, otherwise known as ACCESS. We discuss a new tool that they're providing over at ACCESS called the Opioid Services Locator and how it provides critical information about the opioid treatments and locating naloxone in Arizona. Before we dive into our interview with Hazel, I'd like to mention that this episode is brought to you by the Arizona Medical Association otherwise known as ARMA. ARMA works to empower physicians, move medicine, and shape care. Visit azmed.org to learn more. And now, let's jump right into our interview with Hazel. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 7 of the Arizona Pulse Podcast. I have the pleasure of sitting down with Hazel Alvarenga, with the Arizona Health Care Cost Containment System, otherwise known as ACCESS. Welcome to the show, Hazel. Thank you very much for having me. Definitely. So why don't we go ahead and get started with you giving us a little bit of background on uh, who you are, what your position is over there at ACCESS, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I am currently the Deputy Assistant Director for the Division of Grants Administration here at ACCESS, and I currently am the Project Director for the State Opioid Response Grants. So that means that I oversee the funding that Arizona receives from SAMHSA directly used to impact the opioid crisis in the state. Sounds like quite a big job you have over there at Access. So to, busy. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's nice to see, and I'm, I'm excited to have you here on today's show because I think one of the biggest things that has happened uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic is opioid disorder and abuse and the the overdose issues that we've been dealing with has kind of gone to the wayside or taken a seat on the back burner because of the pandemic. And I'm, I'm happy to have you here today to be able to talk about this new tool available to both uh, Arizonans and physicians out there as well. And so we'll kind of just jump right into my first question here. You know, we're, we're obviously here to talk about a new tool that you guys are providing over at ACCESS. We're going to refer to it as ACCESS, but just for the audience, I want to make sure you know that it, ACCESS stands for the Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System. But they have a new tool called the Opioid Services Locator, and the program aims to, or tool, aims to provide and help Arizonans who are looking for services to treat opioid use disorders and where to find naloxone. Hazel, do you mind just jumping right in and telling our listeners the background on this tool and how it came to launch? Yeah, definitely. So one of our main aims is to increase timely access to treatment and resources. And time and time again, what we heard from the community was they were unaware of where they can go to seek treatment within their communities and or if they would go to the clinic nearest them, at times they didn't have any availability for that same day or within the next few days. And what we know is that when someone is ready to seek treatment, we want to engage them as soon as possible. So with the launching of the tool, our hope is that providers 
will enter their information and display display real time availability as often as the provider updates it. So the goal is that when someone is at home, they enter their zip code and they can see immediately what's near them available and has openings for today. That way they don't encounter any wrong doors. So our goal is really just to increase real-time updates because there are other tools available online, but they don't necessarily show the availability for today. It just lets them know there's um, a certain provider or clinic within their vicinity. Great. Thank you for that background. And uh, just for the audience as well, and for myself, I know that Access utilizes the term provider a lot versus where we utilize the term physician, because since we're dealing with a physician population, but would you mind just giving us the definition of what uh, Access deems a provider here in Arizona? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of the locator who um, we're really targeting is um, the opioid treatment programs or physicians that are part um, that provide office space buprenorphine treatment. So um, if a physician prescribes buprenorphine out of their office setting, we would love to have their information on the locator. That way someone um, can go into their offices and know that they have availability. So in terms of clinics, we are focusing on the opioid treatment program, so the OTPs, as well as the residential, aside from the OBOTs. And those are just the main options typically available for someone that's seeking opioid use disorder treatment. Great. Thank you. This obviously is a new tool that was launched within this last month or so, or this month, I should say. And uh, it's very exciting to see that this is a new opportunity for Arizonans and it's kind of bringing everybody to one platform to go to search for services. And I think that's a great tool to reduce those barriers and provide them with that, that one location to be able to find access to very important treatment. Are there any other programs or tools that are currently available to Arizonans around the opioid use disorders that you'd like for the listeners to know about? I know you mentioned you kind of oversee the grant money that comes in regarding opioid use treatments and opioid use disorders. Would you know of any other programs that the audience should know about at this point or tools out there? Yeah, the one that I would highlight is the Opioid Assistance and Referral Line. So we currently um, fund the OAR line, and this is available to physicians and the public alike. So it is staffed by physicians and nurses. So they're available to provide um, physicians case consultations if they'd like um, a bit more information about prescribing medication-assisted treatment, um, unsure of uh, how to move forward, and then also available for the public in general to answer any of their questions about opioid use disorder, resources available in the state, et cetera. So it's toll-free line, completely free to physicians, and as well as the public to really just answer any questions they have. And I can share that as well. Um, it's 888-688-4222. But also, if you just Google the OER line, uh, the ADHS website will pop up. Perfect. Yeah, and we'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well for this episode to make sure that uh, everybody has both a direct link to the tool as well as the um, OAR line that you just mentioned as well. That seems like a, a great program that's available for people that directly puts them into contact with a nurse or provider physician that's available for them to talk to. How long has this program been around for? So the OAR line launched um, back with our initial of opioid specific funding. So through the state targeted response grant. So it has been around for a couple of years. Well, that's great. And you guys have seen some good success from it and good use of it as well? 
Definitely. We continue to promote it and we've seen physician calls where we first launched calls received monthly were probably, you know, less than 50. And now we're upwards of over 800 calls. Per month? Yes. Wow. That's great to see that it's it's been as successful as that, especially, uh, you know, having personally launched programs myself, it's always kind of frustrating at times with the slow launches, but to see that success, that's great. You know, over 800 a month. Wow. Many physicians listen to this podcast. Obviously, we are here at the Arizona Medical Association. We are a membership association for licensed Arizona physicians, medical students, residents, fellows, retirees. For them that are listening to this podcast, uh, would you be able to say that this is easy for a physician to sign up for, to add their services? I saw that as one of the, the opportunities is to, to add your services and looking for people to update it on a regular basis as well if they add or take away anything for individuals that are looking for, for resources or services out there. Can you dive into that a little bit for us? Yeah, so we really wanted to make it as low barrier as possible for the physicians as well as the general public. So on the physician end, we do have how-to guides posted online, and I'll share the link with you. And it actually walks you through step-by-step on how you register for the locator. So we do require physicians or agencies to register. And then once approved, you're able to enter location-specific information. So if you're a physician that has one location, you know, you would just enter one location's details. But if you have multiple, you're actually able to into the information for each location, you know, to show that there's different hours or phone numbers, et cetera, services available at each site. And from there, after you've registered, because registering is the one that takes, you know, probably 10 minutes to register and enter your details per location. After that, it's a simple click of a button. Every time you log in, you can just update your availability and that's it. We've tried to make it as easy as possible once the information is in there. When you log in to update your availability, it's only updating numbers. So it's very simple and it will take, you know, less than a minute to update that availability. So obviously to launch this tool, you and your team over there at Access had to probably do quite a bit of digging and quite a bit of research to compile this list of resources. So did you, were you able to launch with quite a few resources already listed on there as well to get things going? Yeah. So we currently have about 50 locations listed. So the locator will list all physicians, providers, agencies, regardless if they currently are an access provider. Even if a physician or a clinic does not accept Medicaid, we are still requesting they're more than welcome to list their service availability on the locator itself. And one of the functions of the locator is it will list your health plans that you're in network and then have the option for other. So although you may not encounter access clients or members, you're able to list your information. And so we do want the general public to be able to see what's in their vicinity, even if they're not currently receiving Medicaid in the state. Uh, That was going to be my next question was, do you have to be signed up with access or as a provider or taking Medicare to sign up for? So thank you for covering that as well. And these, these programs and this tool and the programs that are signing up to be listed on the tool, that's statewide, correct? It's not just here in the Valley. It could be anywhere in Arizona. Say I was in Flagstaff or Tucson or Yuma looking for services. I'd be able to go on there and search by geographic area as well. Correct. 
So it is statewide. And then the results that populate are just depending on if you add a filter of within X amount of miles. Let's say someone in Phoenix is looking for services and say within 50 miles, they wouldn't necessarily see what's available further. But if you don't filter for mileage, it will show you what's available in the state. Okay, great. Thank you. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, we haven't heard much about opioid abuse due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, obviously it's taken up the, the wavelengths of the new, you know, news, radio, everybody's covering uh, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, but it has not gone away. Opioid abuse. We've still, we're still seeing it, still dealing with it on a, on a regular basis. And I want to ask you uh, some questions, I guess, here, or if you could provide some information on how the numbers are looking here in Arizona. Are we making progress? Are we seeing a decline or an incline? What, what, what is the state doing? How, how are things going in this, in this area? Yeah, unfortunately, we've seen an increase of fatal overdose deaths due to opioids um, in the last year. Just in 2020 in Arizona, we lost more than five Arizonans a day due to opioids. And there's just been a stark increase of overdose deaths, especially in the midst of COVID. And it's actually confounded with fentanyl. So fentanyl is really the main driver of fatal overdose deaths because people are unaware that the substances that they're taking are something that looks very much like a prescription pill is actually laced with fentanyl. And so fentanyl in very small amounts, which is a synthetic opioid, causes fatal deaths. So what we're doing as a state is increasing our activities across prevention, treatment, and recovery support services. But one of the main things that we're doing is really making naloxone available statewide. So that reverses overdose. And so it's really trying to decrease the amount of fatal overdoses. So through Arizona Department of Health Services, we've made that available to community agencies as well as police and other first responders so that when they do encounter someone with the overdose, they're able to reverse that. So we do believe with the amount of naloxone that's been distributed over the last year or two, that although we're losing five Arizonans a day in 2020, the number would have been much greater had naloxone not been as readily available statewide. Naloxone is a great drug available out there, and it's great to see that it's available readily to the public as well as to various different agencies that typically did not have it before. Myself, I mentioned on previous episodes, you know, I've, I was a paramedic here in town for about 10 years and have seen the benefits of naloxone and how it can reverse so quickly. So now the fact that we have training out there for the community as well as locations and availability to purchase it is a huge win for the community to help curb these, these overdoses and the, and the issues that are going on out there. And to, not only to make that available and accessible, but also to help connect individuals to these treatments like the tool that we're talking about today is doing as well. So I, I want to go back to what you first said there, though. You mentioned being laced with fentanyl. Is that a more recent trend that we're seeing with opioids that are available out there on the streets? Is, or is that something that we've been dealing with for a while now with the fentanyl addition to the, the opioid overdoses and abuse? Yeah, so it's definitely been more prominent last year and this year with the counterfeit pills. 
that look like prescription pills, but they're actually not. And so those are the ones that are laced with fentanyl. And what we've seen also is that those having fatal overdose deaths, unfortunately, starting to ha- hit a younger age group and demographic because adolescents are the ones that are having the pills more readily available to them. And because they look like a prescription pill, and it may be something that they previously um, had and, you know, had no fatal consequences, they take them again, but then they're laced with fentanyl. So um, the DEA, I don't have the figures in front of me, but just in Arizona alone, um, the amount of counterfeit pills seized in Arizona within the last two years has been astounding. Um, So it just goes to show how easily it is available in the state because of how much has been seized in the thousands of pills. Crazy numbers there and crazy information. And this has been wonderful, great information. And I'm excited to, to get this episode out there for the audience and to really push out this tool and help help access, get that information out there for what's all available to Arizonans. So for the for the final question for today, I'd like to ask you, you know, where where can the audience go to learn more about this particular tool we've been talking about and also to find information on it and be able to share this resource among their community? Yeah, definitely. So I would encourage um, you to visit azahccs.gov. So that's azahccs.gov. And on our homepage, it links directly to the locator. The locator web address is actually opioidservicelocator.azaccess.gov. And so on the locator homepage, it also includes a support email. So if you have any questions um, prior to registering while you're registering and just have some more information. Um, It's not manned by robots. Real people are available to walk you through the process and can answer any questions. And so that email is opioidservicelocator-support at azaccess.gov. And so I'll include those links as well. Um, So if you have any questions, please reach out because we uh, do want physicians to um, list their information there so that we're able to share with the community the resources available near them. Thank you, Hazel. So that that is all I have for you today. I think this has been a great episode. I want to thank you for taking your time, especially on this Friday, meeting with us to discuss the new tool. We'll definitely get all this information out there and available to the community. And uh, hopefully we see a huge success from this. So thank you again for all that you do and for your time and hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Thank you everyone for listening to episode seven of the Arizona Pulse podcast. We hope you found the conversation enjoyable, but most importantly, informative. We would like to quickly remind you that this episode is brought to you by the Arizona Medical Association. Visit azmed.org to learn more. Last but never least, be sure to check out our online magazine, The Arizona Pulse, by visiting azpulse.org. Here you will find articles, episodes, and information on the pulse of Arizona's healthcare industry. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for alerts on future episodes, share this episode with a colleague, and show your support on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Arizona Pulse. We'll catch you on our next episode. Stay safe and be well.